So, do you relate to the term empath? I want to explore this in this podcast, right? I recently wrote a post on Facebook, so I want to explore it here for the listeners here. So, it really was an interesting discovery for me when I discovered the term empath because of how things affected me in a completely different way to others. So, I'm going to explore 10 traits of an empath, and you can let me know at the end of this series how many that you relate to. So number one, empaths are highly sensitive. So empaths are usually naturally giving, spiritually open, and are really, really good listeners. So if you want heart, empaths have got that 100%. Through thick and thin, they are always there for you, and they are world-class nurturers. Yet they easily have their feelings hurt. Empaths are often told that they are too sensitive and they need to toughen up. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So number two, empaths absorb other people's emotions. So empaths are highly attuned to other people's moods, good and bad. They feel everything, sometimes to an extreme. They take on negativity such as anger or anxiety, which is exhausting. And if they are around joy, peace and love, their bodies take these emotions as well and their souls expand and flourish. So I don't know if you can relate to those two points already. So number three, many empaths are introverted. So I can definitely relate to this one. Empaths become overwhelmed in crowds, which can amplify their empathy. They tend to be introverted and prefer one-to-one contact or in small groups. Guilty of that one. Empaths are highly intuitive. Empaths experience the world through their intuition. It is important for them to develop their intuition and listen to their gut feelings about people. So I want you to think of a time when um you had a good feeling about someone maybe it was that oh god no don't go there or oh my god yes this is going to be amazing and I want you to think about a time when you didn't listen to that good feeling so number five empaths need alone time as super responders and usually avid people pleasers Being around people can drain an empath, so they periodically need time alone to recharge their batteries. Even a brief escape provides emotional overload. And I don't know if you have this, but I'm a mom of two children, and sometimes I just need five minutes. (laughs) Like, (laughs) if you're a parent, you'll be able to relate to that. If you're a mom, even more so. I think we feel it more deeply as moms. Um. But I remember one of my proudest moments as a mom was my then four-year-old daughter, she's eight now, turns to me and we were out, we were out in the park by the river. And uh, her and her, her sister were just having a little bit of a you know disagreement, shall we say. They don't really row my children, but you know, they bicker every now and again, as siblings do. And Evie, my four, my then four-year-old, turned around and said to me, Mommy, mommy. I just need to take five minutes (laughs) and I was literally I couldn't stop laughing obviously to myself because I didn't want her to see me laughing at her but that was one of my proudest moments for me I'm constantly telling my children when I need to take five minutes 
and what my five minutes usually looks like is going to take a bath or going to make something to eat or, you know, just taking a break away from something that may consume me. Uh, number six, empaths can become overwhelmed in intimate relationships. Too much togetherness can be difficult for an empath, so they may avoid intimate relationships. Although deep down, they are afraid of being engulfed and losing their identity. For empaths to be at ease in a relationship, the traditional paradigm for being in a couple must be redefined. Yeah, I feel that one deeply. There's lots of layers and things that I'm still working through with regards to relationships. I don't know how you feel about relationships, but it's almost usually the point where people need to do the most work because obviously you are working with another human being and you are mirroring each other's traumas and each other's pain points and each other's issues. And they're coming to the surface. They're coming to present to you right in front of your face. <laughs> Um, number seven, en empaths are targets for energy vampires. So an empath sensitivity and openness makes them a particularly easy target for energy vampires, e.g. narcissists, whose fear or rage can sap their energy and peace of mind. Vampires do more than drain an empath's physical energy. The especially dangerous ones, such as narcissists, because they lack empathy and are only concerned with themselves, can make them believe they're unworthy and lovable. So yeah, I've been a victim of narcissism before and I personally don't enjoy the phrase or the label narcissism anymore because I think, I think it's very destructive to a person to be labeled a narcissist. And I think the term narcissist is banded around way too much without a proper prognosis or diagnosis of somebody okay but I have definitely been the victim of narcissism before and the way that I can identify to it is how does that person make you feel when you're around them also remembering that no one has the ability to make you feel anything so it's this push and pull thing for me in that always remembering that we can reclaim our own power the problem that I had when I was going through this was that um, as someone who was brought up in a very traumatic um, environment, chaotic, tra traumatic, I didn't feel very grounded as a child. I tended to attract those kind of relationships, you know, and those kind of relationships are usually with a narcissistic type uh, individual somebody who needs a lot of attention, someone who brings a lot of chaos, a lot of drama. And because I personally didn't have my own boundaries, you know, I didn't know what a boundary was until I was 38. I didn't realize <laughs> that you could set a boundary and say no to someone and that was okay. I was brought up that, you know, you had to put people before yourself. You had to think of other people. You had to share. You know, how many times as a child... Are you told that you have to share your toys? And sometimes to people that you haven't even met before, you know, think of the times when you've witnessed or seen or said, right, make sure you share that with somebody else. Maybe you don't want to share. You know, as adults, we don't go around telling people, you know, you've got to share your car with a total stranger that you've just met in the park. Yet when you've got a child, sometimes we are encouraged children to share 
with people they don't even know you know how destructive can that be and so for me personally I attracted narcissists because I had no boundaries and I had low self-esteem and self-worth and so with people like that who are taken from you all the time um you you have kind of given your ability or power away to these people so yeah for me that was a big one right number eight empaths become replenished in nature the busyness of everyday life can be too much for an empath the natural world nourishes and restores them it helps them to release their burdens and they take refuge in the presence of green wild things the ocean or other bodies of water empaths are often tree huggers and adore being by the ocean or around water. Yes. Yeah, so for me, yeah, 100%. I love being around trees. I love being by water. I love being around nature generally. Number nine, empaths have highly tuned senses. And empaths' nerves can get frayed by noise, smells, or excessive talking. And number 10, empaths have huge hearts, but sometimes give too much. Often they're over givers they're people pleasers yeah empaths are big-hearted people and try and relieve the pain of others they often give and over please so true so a homeless person for example holding a cardboard sign i'm hungry a busy intersection a hurt child a distraught friend i used to refer to this as my super man calling it was almost like i could feel hear sense um somebody who needed my help I could either hear their emotions feel them sense them sometimes I could even smell it too so you know that um you know there's many many instances in the Superman movies where he feels and hears a call for help that's what I refer to as my Superman calling I used to get that all the time not so much anymore so it's absolutely natural to want to reach out to them, ease their pain, but empaths don't stop there. Instead, they take it on. Suddenly, they're the one feeling drained or upset when they, they felt fine before. Right, so all of those points, I want you to just ask yourself, right, how many points of those being an empath do you actually relate to? Um, really, really important to firstly have an awareness of um, the kind of characteristics, the markers of what an empath is and what that stands for. And then understand why these points come to service. And for me personally, on my own journey, I had a profound realization later on in my life. So I was kind of like mid 20s, I would guess. I was, I'm 41 now in uh, November 2023. <laughs> Um, so I had this profound realization when I was in my 20s, I resonated with the term empath, you know, I looked at all these characteristics and markers. And I was like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. tick, 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 all the things, all the boxes, you know, as I'm sure you are right now. Yeah, probably nodding your head and thinking, oh, my God, this is me. I had this profound realization. And the term empath was actually me as a wounded soldier, you know. And I know a lot of people are going to disagree with this, and that's okay. That's absolutely okay. For me, it was very empowering to know and have this awareness and this realisation that I was a wounded soldier. And the reason why is because I then was able to work on all of these areas through this beautiful um, journey of 
healing my trauma of self-awareness of self-perception of mirroring you know being in those intimate relationships and seeing someone else mirroring my trauma and my pain back to me ouch that hurts at times <laughs> but because I was able to have this awareness of what an empath was, because I was able to realize that, oh, my God, yes, I've got to work in all of these areas and then, you know, work on the healing. And obviously, this is an ongoing process. Oh, my children have just woken up. <laughs> hey, Isabel. Don't him off, babe. No, you're not on video. Don't worry. Yeah, so because I had this profound realization that I was an empath, and I resonated so deeply with this term empath because of this trauma that I'd been through. I was able then to navigate more effectively through my own life by getting the healing that I need. So the most important thing right now for you is understanding that the more points that you relate to that I've spoken about, the more important it is for you that you need to learn how to heal from your own trauma you need to learn how to protect your own energy that's really really important and also be really really crystal clear on what your boundaries are to protect yourself from other humans and also protect yourself from other entities as well and throughout this podcast we're going to be explaining all of these different things that are going to help you and are going to help you navigate through your healing journey yourself so I'm super excited about this um, if you have any questions or if you want to reach out to us, you can find me on uh, Facebook or you can also email us as well. Hello at thecosmicsurgery.com. Our website is also www.thecosmicsurgery.com. So I'll look forward to hearing from you if you've got any questions. If you want me to feature your question, then I could do that as well. So sending you love, light and miracles. 